That's if I ever we. <laughs> It never gets old, these little hookers. No, it really doesn't, man. Got. It's just, Seriously. There's always air to, to take. Um, yeah. The Cronulla Sharks, obviously, we, we see the man pitching it. We will get to him. He's a huge talking point uh, for the Cronulla Sharks this year. Um, Blake Braley, I will start a hooker story. Blake Braley is... Is an interesting one at 579k, five percent ownership, and I think that's because people are looking to go options that aren't named Harry Green, um, mm. and looking to try and find 80 minute hookers, which I think, especially early on, Blake Braley will be an 80 minute hooker. I don't see him having a a bench uh, hooker there because McInnes will probably be the 14. He we all know he comes on and plays that middle role. He doesn't come on and play hooker anymore. That's the, those yeah. days are over. So. Do you see him as the option there? Do you see yeah, him? He's very, very he's... underrated pick, man. Very, very underrated yeah. pick. Um, I, I really like him at that price too, and I just don't think he ever loses. Like he's not someone that you have to consider um, injuries about because it never seems like he's gone. I don't really remember him not actually playing a game for him. Um, he's always playing eighty minutes, or if not seventy-five. Like he's right up there, um, and just very consistent. He hasn't really got too many errors in his game, so. It just doesn't have a massive, you know, ceiling. He doesn't seem to really get involved attacking wise because Hines is there doing all that sort of work. So, um, you know, like he's underneath the top two. You can, yeah, it's just far enough away in price too that you're not even looking at that bracket. He he's down with the Robsons and those sort of guys too. So, um, yeah, five percent ownership. Like it could be higher too. The Sharks have a really good role, which you haven't got into Stop. yet too. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop the press. <laughs> First five games. Three for three. Honestly, guys, kick me in the kick me in the you know what and just send me off um to just pasture basically. Go and abuse me in the DMs. I'll cop it for this one. Sharks first five fixtures. Warriors round one. The Bulldogs round two. Round three is the Tigers. Round four is the Raiders. Round five is the buy. That's my only concern about having Braley is that buy because if you're obviously you're not having um, Harry Grant, if you do go for Blake Braley because that's your, your option from it, and then your second option is probably his brother, Brad Jaden, at this stage. Yeah. If not, we go for maybe the, one of the, the para hookers. We'll see how that pans out. If that does happen, then that's ideal. Then I'm okay with this. But that buy is a little bit of an awkward thing because otherwise we've always talked about Reese Robson as another option as well. And he doesn't have the buy to contend with. He has quite a, a decent run to start with as well. And that probably puts him just ahead for mine of yeah. Blake Bradley because I don't have to worry about the buy. Well, that's, that's kind of my mentality with it too, is, um, you know, if it's not a position where you have that much depth for, and you don't have that second guy to really cover you, then you don't really want your first guy being off recently or right now anyway. But yeah, that that's kind of the, the half the reason why I've gone to like personally Robson over Braley. Um, I, don't, I don't really see their points output actually being too different. I reckon they could probably do a very similar job to one another. Um, but that, that buy kind of hurts a little bit and I don't have anyone. I'm super confident to play at hooker without, you know, that sort of fella. So um yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you're if you're all about the fixtures and stuff, like those are some really good opening games. 
whether Braley's going to get involved too much in the attacking side of things, which is what you'd want out of him, but because that's the thing too, like if they're flat track bullies and they're smoking these guys, you can't think him doing too many of like a defensive kind of stat work rate. But, um, you know, you got to think there's a few try assists in there, surely out of the rock, maybe, but um, yeah, for me personally, I, no, not really, man. He He's doesn't really seem to have I look at it in the last, the last two years, they've had similar sort of easier draws for throughout the year, really. And he's never been that guy in Supercoach that you look at and he's got that 100 or something. And for the draw side of things and the teams that get to verse frequently, you'd expect that. So obviously he's just one of those, and that's the Sharks' game plan, is get the ball to Nico to do his thing. And well, that's, it. that's not yeah. too bad for his price tag, I guess, but that's yeah. also another um, reason why, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of want that extra little bit too. And like Grant's obviously got it. Marshall King has it too. I think even Robson's got a bit of an attacking game about him. So um, he scored one try he's last year against the Roosters. Um, and then you look Great at Great try as well. Do you remember it? Oh, it was classic. It was just, it turned yeah. the momentum of the game. Oh, I bet it did. I'd love to go see the results of that game, see how much shit you're talking. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, he's got, he's got try assists in him. 0.4, um, was his average for the game for the season. Sorry. Try assist wise. So you're going to get one almost every other game, maybe here or there, one every three kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's just not really enough to get that attacking stat upside, but his base is really good. Um, the early buy kind of hurts, but if you've got, you know, someone in the, on the bench there, that's going to be doing a good job for you to start with early on. Yeah. It's not a bad pick at all considering, but, yeah, you know, no. for, for 50K more, you're at Marshall King, you know, do you make that swap? He's got an early buy too, so you don't really have that same discussion to, to go against. It's the same situation. Um, yeah. yeah. See, that's it. Um, front row forward now uh, for the Sharkies. Uh, I look at the list and there's really nothing that really tickles my fancy too much. I look at the ownership percentage, there's not much there as well. Uh, Toby Rudolph, 480k, averaged 47 last year. Again, if you look at that sort of mark for a forward, I just think there's better options out there um, who can do a a, a, be- a slightly better job than Toby Rudolph. He just hasn't really taken he, taken the game on as what I thought he could. I thought he could really establish establish himself as a top 10 prop in the game. I just feel like he's just heatering on the edge to with that still and has been for some time now. I know there's been that preseason talk where he was in a drunken conversation with Fitzy and said he's going to get, get off the grog and take this year so seriously and he wants to be the main guy for the Sharks, which, look, if he does do that and he comes out all guns blazing, then I've got no doubt in the next within the first few weeks he becomes an option that people look at. But just haven't seen it yet, so I just can't even talk about entertaining the fact of starting with him. And that's probably the same with Hamlin Newelli at 375 as well. I just Even though he's 100K cheaper, I just can't sort of touch either of them. Yeah, I really like it when a player comes out and says he's getting off the beers for that year because um, they always tend to do quite good. I remember when Munster said yeah. it a few years ago and it was the best season he ever had in ever. So um, it just, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Rudolph's not a bad price. I still reckon he does what he is, 48s, his 50s, that kind of thing, with the occasional 60 here and there because he did do that last year. Obviously, he had a massive gap in the middle of the season. Um, but, you know, there was a couple of decent-sized games in there. But, again, it's just base, you know what I mean? It's just, he's just doing that. But there is a lot of options. You know, I mean, we even just saw it. There's three of the Knights guys priced less than that that could probably do the same thing. Um, you know, there's plenty of them. Flegler as well. So he's almost the same price as Flegler, basically. 
and I reckon Flegler does more than Rudolph does. Well, you know, yeah, they're about the same. Um, and Braden Hamlin, you well, it's one of those things now that he's got this massive contract tabled up with the Warriors. You got to think surely that the Sharks play him a bit more, you know, try and entice that little bit extra. But who knows? Or just say if you're leaving, we're going to get the we're going to get everything we can out of you this last year. You're going to be earning your money. So yeah, exactly. Um, just maybe a sneaky option for three seventy five k. Yeah, you don't know, it, but yeah, I don't know. I got it's breaking just, news. Yeah. What is it? Uh, off the off the back of what we just spoke about, off the grog. Peter Valandis has actually messaged me through. He's, he's listening to live somehow. I don't know how because we're not even going live. Um, he's told me, he's actually personally told Nathan Cleary he's not allowed to. He has to actually drink throughout the season. Otherwise, the combo would just be unfair. Like it would just be Penrith, 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 more so than what it is now. So um, just quickly get that out there for guys that Cleary will be on the on the grog um, frequently yep. throughout this year to try and even out the contest of the competition a little bit. You ever been to Panthers, mate? There's no way you're not getting uh, on the grog in Penrith. It's massive. <laughs> no chance. It is. And then you got the bloody golf out the back, aqua golf. Oh, oh how good! What the a aqua fun, golf there. what a That's fun night in Penrith. The only mate. time. And the ideal night. You go there. I think they've still got frangos there. You get some a feast of frangos. Yeah. Then you go to Krispy Kreme and get a dessert. Get a shake oh. and a donut. And then you go over and spend a few hours burning it all that off. You probably can't really move, but you're still going to attempt it. You go do some aqua golf. And then you go yeah. and probably just put put 50 through the pokies to see if you can get everything back <laughs> you've just spent for the night. Um, but anyway, shout out shout out Panthers. If you want to sponsor the podcast, uh, happy to have a bit of a discussion. Uh, even aqua golf, if you want to jump on board, we will promote yeah. you through the roof. Um, I want to talk about number six here. Jesse, I can never say his name. Jesse... Cole Quan, 238k, 4%. We started to see him a little bit last year, played five games. I've probably got his name completely wrong. I've, I've I'm not even going to attempt no it. Idea how to do it. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to try. Probably just, have a, just keep an eye on him. 238k. He has the jewel, which is always uh, handy. Um, if you can get some minutes, if you can get a bench roll, um, could just become a sneaky little, little play just to sort of sit there and generate, try and generate something. Would be nice. Maybe next year. Anyway. Or oh, even the year before. Ne- next year. We'll talk about that in 2025. Yeah. Uh, second rowers, Britton Nakora. He is, you are a massive fan of this guy. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you take the floor. Um, yeah. Like last year, Nakora was obviously, oh, I freaking know. I'm pretty sure he was in almost everyone's team. He was very heavily owned um, from like middle onwards because. I didn't expect it to begin with, with Nakora. I think I started with Wilton early on and did that swap quite early. But, um, you know, playing next to Nico, you naturally have to assume you're going to get these really, really fancy little balls coming through and he's going to score a fair few tries. And he did um, pretty consistently too. And he was averaging, you know, 80 plus for a good run. Um, 710 is a pretty decent price too for, for the potential you're going to get out of him. You know, he's got a little thumbs up there and, Again, we can talk about the the really nice draw that they start off with. You know, they got they got the Bulldogs and the Tigers so round two and three. Like the Warriors might be a tricky game, but I think for Nakora, it's sort of one of those games where he does want to step up a little bit harder too. So um, that's not a that's not a bad fixture for him. And then yeah, you just got to expect the Sharks to just destroy the next two with the Bulldogs and Tigers and. You'd expect Nakora to be involved in that somehow. I would think so anyway. So um, if you're, you know, in the mindset of going sweet premium second rower and you want to spend in that 700s, 
I, I think he's in. He's a great option for the second hundred, um, the seven hundred. Sorry, because you know between your Fafitas and Tino's, obviously we we spoke about that too last week. Dave, you know, uncertainly and Tino's just a bit overpriced. Um, for an attacking second row option, I feel like Nakora is the first one that you could probably get on at the moment. That's not for feeder. who's got a bit of a doubt about him. Um, and then you can look like Yo's below him in price, but obviously Yo doesn't have that upside that um, Nakora does. And then Carrigan's even in there. Tohu, there's so many of them. Like they drop off quite quickly. So for that attacking second row that's going to bank you a try regularly enough, yeah, to be considered, you know, an actual stat he can bank on. Um, I like it, and I, I don't really see value changing too much. But it, again, like he did have a really good year. Um, he has had quiet years in the past, but I don't think he's had a quiet year since Nico's been there. So, um, yeah, he, he's that premium guy. But again, like it's very hard to find 700 in the second row unless you sort of commit to, to having that first guy. You know, like oh, I've been pretty vocal about having Cam Murray in and really that's how much is that from Murray to him 70k it's like can I find 70k to go up to Nakora I don't know it's a bit tricky (laughs) probably not no I can barely find 5k to do anything it is (laughs) um it's saying that my current team I've got 100k in the bank again so I don't know how I keep doing this but I seem to just keep having money and just can't spend it so Look at you. Thank you, Supercoach, for the extra way. money for League of Inches. I really appreciate it. I'll just go from Robson. You mentioned to... Wilton. Hey, go on. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. You, no, Robson to where? You're going to go Harry Green uh, up? No, I go down to Brandon Smith, and there's 100K. So, yeah. Wait till the Roosters, because that is a talking point and a half. Let's just tease of yours. <laughs> yeah. Getting the Roosters are next Tune week, in. so I can't wait to, yep. to have a chat about that one. Um. Teague Wilson, you did mention uh, 610K, 0% ownership at the moment. I just think that's because of the the mid-tier options that are available. They're just sort of not really looking at Wilson at the moment, and that's probably fair enough for mine. Um, just sort of with Nakura taking off, and then as we said, just said that the cheaper players are around. Uh, I just don't see him as that option. McInnes is just a toiler. You know what you get from McInnes, 599K. He's probably going to be more reliant on the fact if Finucane plays or doesn't play. He probably becomes more mm. of an option if Finucane's out once again. And um, then he gets pretty much 80 minutes and then he can do his thing and get you consistently 60 points or, or so. And you're yeah, happy with it. But at the start, I don't think he's an option just because, again, with those mid-tier options. Old Billy Burns, you've heard us in our NRL season preview. Um Massive fans of Billy Burns. Love him. Uh, I can't believe he's continuing to go. This is his third club, a fourth club or something in, yeah. in two years or something. So he's just insane. Nuts, man. Uh, Finucane, you get a bit of a discount on Finucane with – oh, actually, not really. It's 439K still, no interest. It's pretty much And it. Jack Williams, no no interest at all. Let's go to the main man, Nicholas Hines. There's, uh, Nicholas Hines. It feels weird saying his full name. I'm just saying Nico Hines. Hines. Get that in. Stop reading from the buddy app. Um, 970K. I think he's the most expensive player in Supercoach for 2024. Um, 37% ownership. So there is people going all in. We're all in. He's my first choice when it comes to Supercoach this year. Uh, For those just opening the app and getting started and listening to this to get some pointers, just put him in your team and work around it. We've already spoken about the draw. He's the center point of everything that they do. He 
averages at over 100 every time they play at Shark Park. And I think they get a few early games at Shark Park as well, so that's a bonus. It And I think with the addition of now Trindle instead of um, Matt, Mo- Matt Moylan uh, is a benefit for Hines because it takes off some of the actual preparation work and some of that sort of work away from him and he can just be the runner he can just do pretty much what he can with the ball instead of having to stop and organize uh everyone where they got to go so honestly even at 970k i can see it's crazy to say i can see him going up especially early of course man like you saw last year where he started round four coming off a calf injury with a round five bye and people are like, I'll wait till after the bye, you know? Like, why would you get him in just to have him off again for another week? He scored 180 points. Just punished everyone it's who didn't C get as him. Well. Just C insane. Up. Oh, every week. Yeah, it's a safe captain every week. Um, yeah, I, I just can't see the argument against it, to be fair. Like, why not? Why would 37% he's, he's been... is low. I'll go. Yeah, it, honestly, it that should be higher. 60%. 60, 60 to reckon? 70%. And you just make it work. Yeah, he could, should, honestly, should be he could start choice. off. He could start find... off one point one, and I'd probably justify it. Yeah, easy. Yeah, just yeah. We'll move to the five eight. Say, there's no point talking about Nico. He's the best freaking no. player in the game. Leave him. I don't like. I don't like spending too much time on things, mate. So, no, <laughs> don't lie. So about Nico, <laughs> um, Braden Bra- Bra- Trindle four thirty nine k the jewel five eight and halfback. 6% ownership because I think a few people, because he'll probably do a bit more work um, in this team now that he's got the the guaranteed starting spot. Mm. I just don't like having two of the same, or two playmakers in the same team. I think that's a bit of a dangerous territory that I don't like to go to. Yeah. So for mine, I won't be starting with him, but I guess for that, what was it, 63% that so far don't have Nicholas High, that's crazy to put it in that way. That is holy shit. Um, you think about who don't I have may be going. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't you? That, that yeah. maybe Trindle's, yeah, an okay option. But, yeah, again, I don't, no. I don't think I spend too much time on Trindle. But... Yeah, I just don't think um, people have really paid too much attention to the fact they lose both of them together. You know, that's that's going to hurt. And that's the same when you double up on anyone. Um, if you went for, for Hines and Nakora, it's such a nice play. You know I mean? At some point in the year, I reckon I'll have that. Um, I'll have Nakora in the team too. And it's, it's, you kind of want him for that early, early start. So I've almost half been trying to justify fitting him in somehow. You know, who do I have to sacrifice to get him in just to capitalize on those first three games? But you're going for points and not so much in the cash side of things. Um, but yeah, with, with Trindle, it's the same. Like he's got good value at 439 if he gets, you know, uh, he, the thing is, he's not going to take anything off Nico. It, it's not going to happen. That's like you're not going to go in there and you're not going to take points away from Nico Hines. You, you're going to just work next to him and kind of pot along. So he'll do more than Moylan did. Um, he's a better yeah. player in general, I think, and sort of Moylan towards the back end of his career anyway. But um, you know, dual five eight's nice. You know, you can play him one or the other. You wouldn't play him next to each other. But um, yeah, it's it's a tricky he did one. All if he was work last year when Nico was yeah. Hurt. That's what you're yeah. relying on. But I think when they did his points comparison, when um, you like when you look what he was scoring when Nico came back, like it was in the 40s and this kind of thing. Like it's just he's just going to chip away. So um, yeah, I, I can see people getting him in to try and make coin out of him, thinking that he's going to be elevated by Nico. But I think he's just probably going to do exactly where he's sort of priced at, maybe less. 
Um, because yeah, it's a thing, man. You're not going to take anything away from Nico Hines. So, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, center wing, uh, Ronaldo Moliatalo, 627k, two percent ownership. Um, pair him in with the other winger, Sione Katoa, 493k, two percent ownership as well. They've been pains in the asses last year because you just could never seem to get it right when you you select. I know for you, for you personally, it was one week you'd have one, the other week yeah, uh, the other one. Then it would just be, it would just be yeah. an absolute nightmare. Yeah, that's my worst take. Headache to year. avoid. Just just trying to you know capitalize on Katoa's run of games and to just get slapped in the face um, with his worst score of the season. I think a couple of back to back consecutive shit scores and I won't be going there even still 493 for the run they have for the potential they've got to go massive because you know you would think that at some some point I, I would definitely back Mulatalo over Katoa um, but again you're paying that extra for Mulatalo at the same time so um, yeah it's a lot more for you know hoping he just gets that extra bit of coin but I don't like any of them to be honest with you I don't like any of them. I, I don't think you can rely on any like of any them. I don't like any of these back options, like the top four or five no. back options for the Sharkies in Supercoach. I actually don't like any of them. Yeah, it's wild too because then you get into the fullbacks and I don't like their fullbacks either. I actually don't like any of their back line enough to, to justify starting with any of them. Um, as far as then Nico we get Hines, interesting. Do we? Oh, what well, with... Then we go to Kyle Iro. Iro. Yeah. I can't roll me roll me eyes, guys. So sorry, I can't do that properly. But centering fullback Chuhl, 219k, 41% ownership. There is a lot of hopeful super coach players out there, and I am one of them. The yeah. guy can play. He especially attack wise. At defense, he still has a little bit of work to do. I think that might be why um Fitzy hasn't gone all in on him yet. Um he would no doubt get a taste for mine this year. I don't know if it's going to be to start with or if it's going to be at some point during the year. I keep saying, and everyone who's listened to the podcast now over the last year or so know that I'm a big fan of Talakai going to the bench and becoming a bench forward and coming off and adding or coming on and adding some impact. I think that's where Kyle will just come into his own and get to start, and that's when everyone will be all over him. The other young guy to talk about at fullback, K Dykes, 219K, 1% ownership so far, but he is coming off an injury and an ACL, which is the hard thing, but he did that very, very early last year. Um, so he should be fully recovered now. He should be fighting fit and from some of the pitches he is. Both players for mine are huge watchers. And I'm now that, and the only hard thing with Kate is it's only fullback only. So he needs to get center wing jewel to yeah. be any sort of option yeah, there. That's why I think his ownership is only 1%. Because it's, I was going to say the same thing. It's just, if he had that dual center too, you could probably make the argument if it was one or the other between your old dykes, it's like you just you just okay, pick the dykes. one that's actually gonna play. Either one. Um yeah, you'd you'd probably much prefer a dyke anyway. Hang <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Got him. Wait, wait. Hold oh on. wow, we must be ending the episode. Oh, we're not far away from it. But um yeah, like, you know, we've gone through all the centers and stuff and the wingers with them and if Talakai moves out, like I think it's it, that sort of ownership, 41%, you just got to get him. And he's cheap enough anyway that you can just fill that hole and you just sort of leave him in there and just pray that he gets the center spot. Um, because they're not, it's not exciting to look at. You know what I mean? And the more you, yeah, every year that goes on, you see Raymond and Talakai, just Raymond in general, like they're just, 
they're just chipping away. Like, just give someone else a run. You know, it's not very exciting, but um, just put him on your bench and just leave it and just wait and see what happens with him. He's, he's cheap enough that you don't have to care too much about any of it. And if, you know, yeah, just fingers crossed, see what happens. But, like, there's enough talk about it that you would expect something. Like, you can't just be all 41% ownership when everyone's talking about Talakai moving and, you know, Aero coming up and doing this and that for nothing to eventuate from it. So, um, yeah. Again, though, if nothing does happen, then everyone's stuck with him. So it's a big, big ownership, but yes. very, very low risk. You're happy to just – you need someone to loop one day. You know what I mean? Could be the guy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think suppose, that's pretty much – Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no point talking about Will Kennedy. He's 660K. He's way too expensive. Um, yeah. It's just – that's the thing, man. Like, you know, you look at the whole team and you just look at that draw and you think you've got to get onto a couple of them at least, but there really isn't that many to get on. Um Besides Heinz, it's just it's Heinz's team, and everyone else is just there showing up. So, yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it for the Sharkies in this episode. Hey there, Joel from the League of Inches podcast. Just wanted to quickly say a massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. I really do hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did do so uh, and you want to support the page that little bit further, make sure you give us a follow and a like. It does go a long way supporting the page and helping us reach um, other people to listen to the podcast as well as giving us a like and a follow on all our social media platforms. We're available on all of them. Just type in League of Inches. It does go a long way. Finally, if you can just give us a rating for the podcast, uh, it will go a massive way of giving us a bit more support as well. So, Again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be averaging about three to four podcasts a week minimum, so make sure you get around the page. Massive things coming up this year in 2024. Have a great day.